So and I got uh, stained stuck in my head. It's oh, been a while. Jesus, not good. <laughs> I can't remember. That Hold word. my head up. Yeah, it is. Hold my head up. High. <laughs> it's been a while. God, that ruins my voice. <laughs> <laughs> that is so going in the show. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Great intro. <laughs> it's been a while. Welcome to the mandatory <laughs> social interaction show. I'm your host Eric, along with the savory insert coin Tim and the tart Ben Burns. Oh, oh boy, we got the whole panoply panoply of fate flavors. <laughs> How you guys doing? It's been a while. Been a while. Been a while. <laughs> uh, we're doing all right. Or at least I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing I'm doing well. pretty good, guys. So uh, the first thing on the list here uh, is where the heck have we been? Oh man, it's been like uh, I think we missed like three weeks in a row, or at least two. I, I, but I think it's three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been a couple. Um, end of summer activities tend to pile up. Um, at least for me. So it's like last week I, uh, I was somewhat available, but I really just was not, I didn't have the energy to do anything. I think mm -hmm. I slept most of that day. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we talked about it and we we're just like, yeah, it's, it doesn't have to happen this week. It's, you know, personal energy and stuff is more important. Yeah, absolutely. And Tim, Tim was, uh, let's see, Tim went to PAX. Then, Oof, Tim, yeah. then Tim had a birthday, some kind of BS, kind of, I'm yep. uh, not sure what kind of crap that is. Uh, and then I wasn't feeling well the following week. Yeah, and that week, Tim wasn't feeling well, and Ben, Ben, Ben I and I had... I wasn't feeling well one of the weeks, yeah. And we had, like, long, and I had, like, a huge week at work, so I was, like, looking, <laughs> the break was actually really nice. Yeah, um, I, uh, I've also been dealing with some production releases at work, too, so I just, like... I, uh, I have not, uh, I have not had much of a break lately. This is like the first week where I don't have to feel stressed yeah. in a while. Damn you production releases. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, dare you put your code out there. where people can access it. It's getting there. Stop it. Ooh, Rubik's cubing it up. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> some, I broke it. Well, I didn't break it. I messed it up the other day and I haven't had a chance to fix it. So that's what I'm doing. So... And, uh, you know, we've got, uh, well, we've got, I'm sure, plenty to talk about, but the first thing I thought, yeah. uh, the, first, the first, second thing I thought we'd talk about would be uh, PAX, because uh, one of us Oops. went all the way across the country, literally for him. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, it pretty, was, much, uh, pretty much from corner to corner. Five and a half hour flight. Yeah, yeah. From, oh, from, from Sarasota, Florida to Seattle, Washington. Uh, via Atlanta, Georgia. Um, <laughs> that was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was a really interesting trip. And coming from a, a content creator perspective, it was uh, a massive, energizing shot to myself. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of a lot of like what I had been dealing with before I left was I was suffering from um, discouragement Jeez. from. Um, uh, like I was just getting discouraged over, you know, uh, lower numbers and everything. And, um, I had just started streaming over to, uh, uh, Facebook and, um, Periscope as well as Twitch and YouTube on top of Mixer. 
which I have changed as an FYI. I've stopped streaming to um, uh, Periscope and Facebook for now because there's just really no traction there to be had yeah. yet. But um, uh, yeah. that said, <laughs> I really needed the trip because it was um, it was great to go to a place filled with other content creators. And my God, were there a lot of Mixer partners there. Holy crap. Like, I saw maybe maybe 10 Twitch partners while I was there. And I probably <laughs> saw like 60 Mixer partners. Like, we oh, were wow. in force. Like, we were out there in force. It was crazy. And um, Mixer had their uh, partner stage where they let partners set up their own uh, uh, panels or segments um, for their live broadcast. They did a full eight-hour broadcast every day at PAX wow. uh, from that stage. So um, they would give out, like, one-hour chunks or so to various partners to run their own panels. So I ran a panel on Saturday with uh, my boomstick and Night Tide on um, podcasting. Um, so we talked about podcasts because they're, they're also podcasters. Uh, so we, we talked about that, like what you need to do to get started, what are some of the things that we talk about, what do we do, all that stuff, which mm -hmm. I actually just put on my podcast, insert plug here, if you want to listen to the whole thing, it's about an hour <laughs> Is that long. the name of the podcast, or is that just, uh, is it is it all about butt plugs, or? <laughs> wow! <laughs> yes, yes, thank you so much, Ben. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. it's the Insert Computer Podcast. It's on Spotify and all the other places, just like uh, MSIS's. But that said... So that whole thing is there, and then um, Sunday I did a variety streamers panel with um, with Undead Hooligan, uh, Ghost from Texas, and um, uh, Hasselhoft, which was really really cool. And I got to talk with them, and they're they're super skilled, talented people, and they're really good at what they do, and they have a great audience, and they're growing quick, and they do a lot of really cool stuff. So right now that was a really cool thing. So I'm actually hoping to put that out for tomorrow's podcast. I gotta actually rip the audio. It's a bit of a pain because I have to download the entire VOD, which is like 30 gigs. Then I have to like oh, like I have to I have to like pan through it to find the exact time code it starts and ends. And then I have to use VLC to pull out the audio from the whole thing and then drop it into Audacity and then trim it at the appropriate points. Bit of yeah. A pain. Yeah, that stuff's a pain. <laughs> yep. Yes. So, um, so yeah. So, but that said, it was really uh, productive, but it was really cool because it was the, the video portion of it and the audio and everything was run by a professional company. Like, yeah, they yeah. had all the cameras, they had a, like, they actually had a, a booth hidden inside of like the main mixer area that um where they ran all the video from it and stuff like that huh. and they i had an earpiece in and they were like giving me prompts and stuff for when like what to say at the end for what was coming up it was crazy and it was just different and something new and it really gave me a taste for doing this sort of thing professionally which mm -hmm. was really nice because that was something that i've been kind of craving to try and i gotta say i loved it so um <laughs> definitely Definitely energized me. And then at the end of the trip, well, let me kind of keep in, in the middle of the trip. What was really cool was meeting the developers of these games. Like I went to like so many different uh, indie game studio booths. I went to 11-Bit Studios, which they were super nice. They actually uh, emailed me after and sent me a couple of codes for the games that I was looking at. I couldn't believe they remembered me, but they did. Um, so they actually were like, oh, here's the games you were interested in. Here's some codes. And I'm like, Okay, <laughs> like awesome. Yeah. That makes me really happy. So that was really cool. And then um, I went and met the uh, the developers of Ooblets over at the Double Fine booth, which was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I saw the Behemoths booth, and um, I I talked to a whole bunch of people from um, just various companies. Like there were just so many people represented there, and big and small booths under publishing companies, under you know their own little tiny 
like corner little you know stands yeah. where they were like had like a couple game console set up and you could play it and things like that so I found a lot of games that I'm very interested in and looking forward to coming out. That'll be really fun to play on stream. And I got to make some really cool connections with people um, uh, from all over. Like I went and I talked to the Rooster Teeth folks over at the Bendy and the Ink Machine booth, and uh, met their uh, one of their. I met their community manager and uh, a couple other people, which was really cool, uh, and got to know them a little bit. And it was just it was a really good way to make a connection with some people that you might not otherwise have had an opportunity to. So. Cost-wise, it was expensive, but it was yeah. well worth it. It was absolutely worth it. So, had a really, really good time. And uh, the the day before I left, I actually got to go on into the Mixer Studios at Microsoft Studio D and get uh, on the stage for uh, Tips and Tricks. And I was on there for like five minutes, which was pretty cool. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but at least I got to do it. I was like on my bucket list of things to do as a Mixer partner was be on the official Mixer one of the official mixer shows and that i was so that was really cool so it, it was a really productive and energizing trip and i really needed it and i feel like i've been talking for like an hour but i'm really sorry I just, <laughs> no it was, a, it was a week of insanity it was just it was con all day party 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 go pass out con all day it was just it was something yeah. else it was like reserves of energy i didn't know i had i had to pull out and yeah. it was it was something else yeah, I mean, I feel that with that way with Magfest, and that's arguably a much much smaller convention. So, yeah, I I know how you feel there. Um, I do want to. What's really cool is what what was that? Sorry, go ahead. No, I do want to get to PAX at some point though. It's just uh, yeah. It's well, South South yeah South may be a good option because it's the smallest PAX. They rarely sell out, and um, hotels and flights are a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Fair. Overall, because that's San Antonio, and that's actually I'm hoping to go to that in January because a lot of my community is actually in that area, so I'll get a chance to meet a bunch of people there if I get to go. So it's on my list for next year. It's in January, so I'm hopeful, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that'll pan out or not, but it'd be really cool because uh, I feel like it's a great way to to meet people, and I'd love to have a, an official ICT meetup. I think that would be super cool. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be cool. Never never been able to really do that before, so what to about have like, here? an official one. Well, yes, but that was four people? Uh, <laughs> I'm talking like 10, 15 people, yeah, like actually like like uh, take over a bar type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. You know, uh, you know what would be cool is if we could all coordinate it to go to the same packs, we could do a live mandatory social interaction show that would be pretty yep. cool that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah i mean yeah, PAX, PAX west is extremely expensive i think south would probably be the best option for that so yeah yeah i don't know what my january is shaping up to be but uh i'll keep you guys posted yeah, yeah. please do because uh I'm, I'm hoping to get a media badge for that too they haven't opened up media badge signups yet so i keep hoping they'll do a pax uh north north yeah that'd be nice like, I'm surprised they don't in Chicago. It's really weird, like yeah. a like a like a Pax Midwest or something. Dude, Star Wars <laughs> Celebration is in Chicago next year. Ooh, that's gonna be that's gonna be rough. <laughs> well, no, 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 and I'm not. My my point wasn't that you know we we all need to go, but what it, my point is, you know, if they can host a Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, there's no reason they couldn't do a Pax. Yeah, no, that's I fair. Mean, that's you fair. Know, there's uh, hey, if it's in Canada, I'll go to Canada. Pizza. I mean, like, I'd be willing to go to Canada yeah, for a that PAX be, North. That'd be, that'd be dope. Fun. Yeah, pizza. I've got a passport. 
Canada <laughs> Canada is driving distance from here. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. Canada's well I mean Canada my... is huge, so it depends on where in Canada, but, yeah. but technically speaking, I can drive to Canada from here in a couple hours. Yeah. And considering where PAX East and West is, it would probably be, you know, somewhere Chicago you know, would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Chicago well, would be PAX Australia, so Yeah, I yeah. mean Chicago would be the biggest um essentially the largest northern city. Um, mm -hmm. and it's kind of the most centrally located. I mean, technically, I guess Minneapolis is slightly more central, but it's also a lot smaller of a city. Um, so I could How see... How big is their convention center, is the question. Convention, some pretty big ones. convention center is reasonably large, but I don't think it's as large as the one in Chicago no. or, or the mm -hmm. one in uh, Seattle. Well, but South right now, um, I mean, is the smallest because it's the newest. It takes a while for those to really pick up steam. Yeah. Um, so it'd probably take a while for it to really explode. So they could probably do it somewhere like Minneapolis and move it if they have to. Yeah, that's so. true. And now, see, the thing the thing with Chicago is it's also fairly centrally located among the larger northern cities. So yeah. Minneapolis, it's an eight-hour drive from Minneapolis, which isn't terrible. It's, yeah. you know... It's Indianapolis is not far is not super far from Chicago. Milwaukee's not far from Chicago. Like Chicago's kind of kind of a big hub mostly because it's it's driving distance from a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would that would make sense. It would make good sense. Man. So, yeah, so it was a really really cool trip and um very productive, very fun and I just can't wait to go again. I really can't. It was uh, it was pretty awesome. So that's great. <laughs> Definitely man. no regrets. Yeah, it was it was a it was a blast. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, so let's see what else what else is going on. Ben, you just dropped a new single. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was it was uh, from a community challenge on Discord that I that I continued to work on for a while, and now it's out on Spotify. Um, Spotify. I can find the link for that, and I'll, oh, I'll drop snap. it in the chat. Share that link. I saw yeah, it on yeah, Twitter yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty pleased with it. I, I I can't say that it's a huge deviation of like my sound, but I I feel like it's a it's a different direction, and I'm looking forward to exploring that kind of stuff a little bit more in the future. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. I did I did have Once a question. For you um yeah and i need to pull it up in front of me and maybe i'll even get it on the screen because that would be oh pizza put incredible. it in chat oh good because i can't find it it's um, hey, what's up dude that's Thank not you, what i wanted though let's hit the Bandcamp link because i want to talk <laughs> a little bit about this and th and what i'm looking at here is the two hour track challenge season four <laughs> album cover um, which, oh, yeah? if, if I go, if I, um, if I get smart here, I can <laughs> put it on the screen, which would be pretty amazing. Here it is. <laughs> there we go. Kinda. Let's put it above, <laughs> the, <laughs> put yeah. it above the overlay. That's Looks that, great. Yeah. There we go. God. So you can click on the thing to blow it yeah, up. Yeah, that's what even exactly better. What exactly I, do you I, have? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm curious how you put that together. That's, That's a photo. Oh, well, fine then. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> there, um, there. I can't Sticky remember notes? where it is, but in uh, on the on the west side of Minneapolis, there is a uh, like a winery where I uh, assist uh, one of my friends uh, with a gala every year 
and they just have an art wall that has those weird planed shapes on it. And I was like, that's a cool picture. And I took a picture of it and then I just did some color processing and uh, some overlays and stuff. So it's just a photo. Unfortunately, there's no cool effects on it, but it's a, it's huh. a neat wall. Hey, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I was curious what it was because I was kind of thinking it might have been uh, something you did in like Blender or whatnot. No, although that that wouldn't have been too hard to do in Blender. No, Blender Blender would make that relatively simple. So I was mm-hmm. I was, saw that the other day and I was like, oh crap, that's really neat. I didn't. Uh, I, I'll find I the source photo. I don't think I had seen it uh, previously, and so I just happened to happened upon it and was like, oh, I wonder. Yeah. How, I wonder how he did that. So well, now you know. Yeah, there you go. So, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Tim, you had some animal drama last week. Yeah, so um, my dog, Ash, uh, he gets... he he's. Let me preface it by saying he's a rescue and he was abused as a pup. So mm-hmm. I, will, I will put that out there first so people understand that he uh, sometimes is, uh, gets stressed out. And so... Uh, he, when he sees other dogs, he's never bad around people, but when he sees other dogs, he gets a little, uh, stressed out. And so we had him at, at the groomers with, uh, with Hawk, the other, our other dog. And, um, so he was, uh, um, uh, he got groomed and apparently everything was fine. So I showed up and, um, uh, picked them up and, uh, they, I told, you know, I, I made sure I told them, I'm like, he doesn't do well around other dogs when you put him on the leash. So just be careful with that. And they ended up bringing him out with a whole bunch of other dogs in the lobby. And he started freaking out. So I'm like, okay, I got to get him out. So I picked him up. And because that's what I do. I just pick him up. Uh, It usually calms him down. Or at least I can control him because I can hold him tightly if I need to. uh, At a really weird angle so he can't like lunge. Um, (laughs) So I picked him up, carried him outside, um, and then told them to bring Hawk out. So they did. So I got him and, and Ash is, you know, he's really upset, really worked up, and so we're walking, and I had them both in one one leash, in both leashes in one hand, and the, my receipt in the other, and then uh, they bumped into each other, and Ash just snapped and lost it, and started jumping all over poor Hawk, and Hawk mm-hmm. was defending himself, and I was like, oh, Jesus. So I jumped in the middle, and uh, I ended up with, um, I don't know how well you can see it on here, but... Oh. Um, oh, yeah, he, 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 he didn't go at me. That was me blocking him from taking a swipe at, uh, at, um, at Hawk. Uh, but he ended up clamping his, uh, his jaws around Hawk's head. Um, oh. which left a puncture wound on the back of his head, one on the side of his mandible, and then, um, two puncture, two lacerations in his ear. So, um, there was, there was blood everywhere. And so like the, uh, the, the groom, the groomers came, like rushed out and picked Hawk up and w- took him in to clean him up. And I, I ran Ash home. Um, which he was fine when I got, by the time I got him home, mm-hmm. uh, he had calmed down. The problem is he just needs time to calm down and he didn't get enough time to cool down. And he was, I think he was already seeing red and he was stressed and because they had just been groomed, Hawk smelled differently. He looked differently. So in his panic, he just was like another dog and jumped on him. And, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, I, we, we went and picked up Hawk, took him to the ER vet. Um, and they were like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing serious. It's not like it was like attempted kill blows or anything. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so there's that, and they were just like, just we're gonna leave it. We're gonna clean it up, and just we'll put some um, some skin glue in his ear to hold that together and let that heal. But everything else, just leave open and let it, you know, let it heal, and it'll be fine. And you know, Hawk has to wear a donut thing, but he's fine, and 
Um, yeah, it was just it was just dramatic and terrifying, and <laughs> so it was it was a rough time for sure. So, um, uh, yeah, well, it, it's, it, the the problem is uh, pizza says so. Does this place that you took the dogs to know that they effed up big time? And the problem is is that it it really wasn't their fault that Ash attacked Hawk. That was my fault. So. I, I bear the responsibility for not separating them earlier. I just didn't think to, because I figured once he was away from the other dogs, he'd be fine, and he he was not. So that was my bad. I just I got to know my dogs' triggers a little better, and that's the that's the challenge. So mm -hmm. it was a very uh, it was a very traumatic weekend, and that was last weekend, uh, last Sunday, and so um, I canceled the stream that night because I was like freaking out because uh, I mean. If Ash really, if Ash wanted to kill Hawk or do real damage, he could have because Ash is twice the size of Hawk and Ash <laughs> has like the strongest freaking jaws I've ever seen. Like, I give him, um, I give him, uh, um, rib bones, like cow rib bones, and he'll actually like snap them in half with his teeth. <laughs> like, he's that strong of a chewer. So, if he really wanted to cause damage, he could have. I don't think he intended to do what he did. So, I don't blame him. He's not a bad dog. He's still a really good dog. It just it was a, an unfortunate series of events that led to that, and uh, it was uh, it was a very exhausting day. That's for sure. Because we were at the ER vet for like three hours, and oh. I was worried, and oh, it was it was a mess. So that was that was why I didn't do a podcast last week either. So I'll probably be rehashing the story on my podcast tomorrow as well. So, but um, but yeah. So that that was that was what happened. So that's. <laughs> So it's like, uh, uh, it's one of those things that you just got to be aware. Like with with my dog, having an abused, um, abandoned, you know, rescue, he's got a lot of baggage that we just have to be aware of. So yeah, yeah. So, so. well, yeah, I'm you, glad you talk about that, and then it's like our cats are fighting over there. So that's why I'm trying <laughs> to keep an eye on them. But yeah. Oh, my cats! Uh, my cats fight all the time. It's a daily occurrence. Oh yeah, they don't hurt each other. They just get <clears throat> mad at each other and hiss and swat, and then that's about it. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Pizza, uh, pizza said they were the ones that left Ash in a messed up state to be on edge, and by not listening to my warnings, and that 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 is true. But I think the I think the the takeaway for me is that we just got to be we just got to separate them. Yeah, in their appointments, and that that's the easy fix. Yeah. So. Yeah, so lesson learned. I just got to be more cognizant of what's going on. <laughs> so it was a it was a rough a rough day that day. So <laughs> that's my story. I thought I'd share. Huh. <laughs> I can't remember how to fix my Rubik's cube. I'll have to look it up. Oh no! Oh well, that's fine. Do, do what oh, Hambram yeah. said and pull the stickers off and put them elsewhere. <laughs> no. That's the cheater way. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But oh, yeah, for those wondering, Hawk Hawk is recovering nicely, and he'll be he'll be out of his uh, donut of shame within the next couple days, I think. That's yeah, good, I was though. I was gonna say, from what I understand, both dogs are actually fine. Uh, yeah, and they're actually they seem to be getting along better now. Actually, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> which is weird. But uh, I think Ash realizes that he made a mistake um, because he's been very gentle with Hawk, and every time that he goes to be his normal rambunctious self, like he does the whole dominant humping thing. Um, he, he, he uh, earlier was, <laughs> he was thinking about it and, um, you know, he, he, cause we can tell like he, he, his tail wags really fast and then he like, he puts his head on your back on their back and then he like gets ready to get in position. And, um, he actually like 
did that and then sniffed the the injury on on Hawk's back oh. and then was like okay and then moved away and didn't bother to mess with him anymore. So that was something I think. I, maybe maybe he does realize he did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope he learns from it. Maybe maybe he'll he'll be able to control himself a little more. But I don't know. He's he's a little. Uh, He's a little damaged, and I don't mean that in a bad way or oh, a negative yeah. way. But he just yeah. he he w- had a lot inflicted on him as a pup. We think he was beaten by somebody with a broomstick or something because he's terrified of broomsticks, uh, oh. and left him in a box by the side of the road or something because again he's terrified of boxes. So yeah, he's he's had a rough life as a dog, and then he had um he had a uh, parvo, which usually kills dogs, and he survived that, and then he had a hernia <laughs> as a puppy. Oh. And he survived that, and then he ended up getting pneumonia before we got him. So, yeah, he's wow. He's been he's yeah he's he's a tough dog. He's he really is. Um, so yeah, he's he's a fighter that dog. Which I mean, obviously, poor hawk. Yeah. <laughs> but, he's uh, but yeah. So he I for for his for him like I'm willing to make some exceptions, and I feel like I feel like it it sucks. But at least Hawk's okay, and that's that's what matters. So yeah. mm-hmm. everybody's fine. We're all fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot your computer. <laughs> Sorry, that's st- <laughs> boring conversation. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, see, see, bad Star Wars I got joke. Reference. I got you. I got you. We got to pull Star Wars back in for Ben's benefit. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Star Wars Talk with the <laughs> with your host Ben Burns. Ben, lead us in a discussion of Star Wars today. I saw the Last Jedi a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, for, the, you think? for the first time, it was okay. Yeah, it was a Star yeah, Wars not, movie. Not bad. <laughs> well, and that's, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's all that is, you can say now. That is Ben's like, review of every Star Wars movie. <laughs> well, no, and I'm, I'm not saying that in like some like derogative way. It's just like like Marvel movies these days. It's like they have a very specific formula. And they follow that formula, and um, and that's yep. kind of what Star Wars is now. They have a very specific formula of what happens, and then they follow that formula, and then you have a Star Wars movie. And it's I like would, I would argue that Infinity War bucks that trend. I never saw that one. I uh, I need to. <laughs> oh, you guys, both of you haven't seen it. Oh my god! I, I, I got burned too. out on Marvel movies after like Thor two. I was like, "This is crap," and I think they're better now. I, I uh, Ragnarok, uh, Thor Ragnarok was on Netflix, and I actually genuinely enjoyed that one. My um, my problem is, is they just come out with too many. It's like four or five a year now, or something yeah. like that. It's ridiculous. It's like I can't. I I go to like one movie a year, maybe two, and it's like for for you to guys these guys to put out that many movies, I just I'm not interested. No thanks. Yeah, it burns me out, and it's like they all build off of each other. So if you miss one, you miss a lot. I feel like yeah. it's, um, it's a little frustrating in that regard. You know, it, it. I don't think that's entirely true. I think the, unfortunately there, there end up being key ones that you, that you need to know to like, you know, get the story. Um, but there are definitely some Marvel movies you can miss. Um, well, like Ant-Man, which was awful. <laughs> no I like, okay. I liked Ant-Man. I heard that, I heard that Ant-Man was good. But it's uh, it's not bad. See, that's the thing. It's like it's also polarizing too. Some people are like, "Oh, all of these are great," and it's like, I watched Thor two, and it was just like, it's just like here's a big set piece. Okay, now we're moving over here to another big set piece. It's like don't worry about people talking or anything because that doesn't matter. Eventually, they'll just start punching each other, and then then everything will be done. 
and <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> that was that was like my huge problem with um, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, where it's just like there's oh. all this cool stuff going on, and then it just ends up with people punching each other, and then oh wait, okay, somebody won. Okay, yeah. I guess the movie's over now. Guardians it's like, Guardians One was actually really good. Guardians Two was not great. Um, yeah. And the thing is, like, I I I definitely. Here's the thing that I that I think uh, I think there's this kind of mis mis um, I think people people like to say like oh wow all the Marvel movies are great they're not <laughs> and the thing is each of those movies has its own you know kind of ups and downs like um, Age of Ultron's not great the first Avengers movie yeah. is really good uh, Avengers Infinity War is fantastic um guardians of the galaxy the first one is wonderful the second one it's terrible ant-man <laughs> ant-man is like if you went in expecting like an amazing superhero movie that's not ant-man however ant-man taken on its own merits is a fun movie it's not bad and i think and i think i would prefer some of the more superhero movies that do the smaller set pieces where like I haven't seen Ant Man, but from what I remember, it's more more or less just like a heist movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like if if you take Ant Man by itself, just as a movie, just disconnected from everything else, which they did a pretty good job of it's part of that world, but it's also not um It's not like wrapped into it. Yeah, it's not super yeah. like, you know, gelled into it. Um it's it's a fun it's a fun movie if you don't look at it as you know, having this like overarching, you know, and if you if you don't think of it like I think I think there's a tendency to want to compare all the Marvel movies to each other, and you kind of can't do that. <laughs> they are they are different movies. They have different directors. They yeah. have, you know, I mean, yes, they're kind of telling one big overarching story, but you know, I'll be honest with you, I've missed a couple of the bigger ones. I still haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, and I haven't seen Black Panther. They're um, both on Netflix right now. And just, you know, for, for now, until Disney opens up their streaming service and they're probably, yeah, 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 different thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I, th I think I'd, I'd disagree a little bit there, Eric, because when you say, you know, you can't, you can't judge them all, um, against each other. I feel like as, because they are a cinematic universe and they are all sharing the same universe, the, the quality should be the emphasis on quality should be the same yeah. across the board. Because they do that with Star Wars. Everybody judges every Star Wars movie by the other Star Wars movie. But that so. doesn't make it right. That's just what people do. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's like but... saying everybody's pirating movies, so it's okay. It's like, no, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean doesn't mean that's but, the but they're, right way they're all the same it. I don't know. I, I just they're all the same production house. And I think that if a company puts out but do you, you know, judge? One, one I mean, do you judge every Mira, do you judge every Miramax movie against every other Miramax movie? No, but Miramax—that's a distributor, is not a producer. distributor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about like Marvel movies, the Marvel company. Okay. Disney's the distributor, but Marvel is the company. So if Ford puts out a car that explodes every other year, they're not going to be. <laughs> everyone's going to be judging them based on that. That's that's what I'm getting at. They stopped. So they stopped doing that in the '70s. <laughs> well, yeah, but you get my point. <laughs> if, Sorry, if, I, no, Tim. No. I totally, I totally get what you're saying. I had to make yeah. a joke. No, no, that's fair enough. It's just from from my perspective. If you know, if every you know third batch of M and M's was poisoned, you would, you know, you you would stop buying M and M's. 
So I think I think yeah. to an extent you have to judge them against each other simply because they're they're all the same creator, but the directors are different. The director yeah. should yeah, but- be held to the same standard by your executive producers and all that stuff because you should have shared Stan Lee is but the shared but, person but you, across you are, it all. You are making you are making this kind of grand creative assumption that there is some kind of standard that you can apply to creative works that it will will apply to every single one. And I mean these are it's different writers, different directors, different actors. There's there's literally no way other than other than literally making the same movie you made last time, there is literally no way to apply a standard to across the board. I mean, well, they're, that's they're, what they started doing for a while, which but, is why I stopped. They're doing, they they're, but yeah. they're what I'm. I mean, they're doing the best they can, but that's like saying, you know, that's like saying the second Weezer album should be just as good as the first Weezer album, right? And that can never happen because if you're writing new music. Or if you're making a new movie, you have no idea how it's going to turn out. You don't know. There, I mean, short of literally spending five billion dollars on every movie to reshoot everything till it's perfect, you could. You that's literally an impossible thing to do. They're essentially for the budgets they're given, and yes, they're high budgets. They're doing the best they can with what they've got. And that that's a fair point. But I think I think that to the original statement is that people are comparing them because they all come from the same place. And that's, that's what I'm getting at is people are going to compare them. So you should at least try to put some controls in as to you you don't bring in directors who are brand freaking new to directing. You don't bring in actors who are brand freaking new to acting. It's all roll the dice at that point. You gotta, you gotta hedge your bets and, and make sure that what you're creating is up to snuff. And in all fairness, I'm pretty sure for most of the Marvel movies, you're not talking about like rookie directors, rookie actors. No, no. Um, I, and, and aren't for they the, doing for the, that with the Star Wars spinoffs? Yes. And yeah, that, they're bringing in like new directors. And, well, like, if you look at what happened with Solo, Solo, Solo yeah. they ended up pulling him off and putting Ron Howard on. And they've done that with, the every, with the actor. With and every single. Um, actually, I liked I liked the actor in Solo. Um, I did too. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed Solo hugely. Um, I loved Solo. If you look at all the all the Star Wars movies that they've done that 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 basically everything that ha- that was not a main timeline Star Wars movie, um, and even the main timeline ones because they had I forget the guy's name that they ended up pulling off and replacing him with J.J. Abrams for the for Episode Nine, um, for Solo and for Rogue One, um, they they both pulled. Um, they had, they had, uh, different directors and they essentially had to kind of pull them back. Um, Gareth Edwards was the director of, of, uh, of, uh, Rogue One. And once shooting was complete, they basically pulled him (laughs) off the movie, um, and replaced, I forget who they replaced him with, but they, they basically took it away from him and did some other stuff. Um, and then same thing with Solo, um, I for, oh, it was uh, was it Lord not Lord, Lord Miller? Yeah, Lord and Miller were the directors on Solo, and then they decided at some point in the middle of, of shooting that they weren't getting the job done, and they pulled them off and got uh, Ron Howard. And um, in my opinion, that saved the movie because apparently it was not doing well. <laughs> uh, you know, apparently un- it was not doing well. There's an unfortunate there's an unfortunate reality there though is that we'll never know. We don't know if they had saved the movie or if that or if the movie could have been 12 times better if they just let them do what they were doing. 
I mean, in all fairness, Lord and Miller made like the most popular, uh, and this is going to sound awful, but the best Lego movie they've ever made was made by Lord and Miller, and it was like I've never seen any of the criti- Lego movies. I heard they're really good, and it was like critically acclaimed, <laughs> and everybody, oh, the fans loved it. Everybody, you know, so. Who knows what it would would have been if they'd left them alone? And I'm not saying that Solo was a great movie. I enjoyed I enjoyed it for I enjoyed Solo. Um, so I'm not I'm not trying to say it was bad. But at the same time, you know, we can speculate that that pulling them off the movie made the movie better, but we don't actually know that for sure. Well, I would I would I would hope that the people in charge of the film would know that it's not going well. <laughs> so that's where the assumption comes from because people smarter than me made that decision. So in, in all you'd, fairness, have to, you'd have to give it to them instead in, of in worrying all fairness, about Solo our own is, point of view. Yeah, <laughs> except that Solo is the lowest uh, grossing uh, Star Wars movie there's ever. A, there's a reason for that, and that's because Star Wars fanboys are petty. Um, there's that's the the main reason for that so <laughs> hey look let me let me just put that out there that was the star wars fans because uh uh internationally it did extremely well so that should tell you that american uh star wars fanboys ruin everything good in, in the world Oops, huh. i dropped things um knock things over you know it's, it's i'm so passionate i'm so passionate today guys it's, that coffee it's kicking in <laughs> but but see here's the thing so solo solo not grossing well uh, mm-hmm. affected all the other, um, what do you call it, anthology movies, because now, oh, yeah. because Solo didn't gross well, they canceled Kenobi, they, uh, mm-hmm. every, basically all the, there's a, there was a Boba Fett movie that was supposedly, uh, look, I'm not saying it was a good idea, but there was a Boba Fett movie they had been <laughs> talking about, um, you know, there was a bunch of stuff they had talked about making that they basically mm-hmm. said... Uh, that's all on hold. We're we're stopping production on everything because Solo didn't make, you know, make its budget back. I I you probably know the answer to this. I don't. But do you think they're actually going to stop at the nine core episodes? Oh, God, course. that that was no, that was the no. original intent. Where it was like three trilogies. It was nope. like the no way. Well, yeah. and they, they will, uh, what and they threw oh, out. George, I was just going to say they threw out George Lucas's seven, eight, and nine. Also, the seven, eight, and nine right. we're getting now. Are they are Disney's version of that? Disney's. Yep. Okay. Okay. I didn't know, so that's that's good yeah. to know. Yeah. And no, what, what they're doing is, um, rather than having it written as a whole con- cohesive thing like Seven, Eight, Nine were originally written by Lucas, mm-hmm. um, they are written as uh, they come up. So um, that's why you see such a weird disconnect between Seven and Eight. Yeah. Um, uh, I I don't really want to. I mean, I could go into spoilers because it's been like a year, so it's like it. Well, what, that's like also on Netflix months, too. The only what? reason I watched it is because it was on Netflix. <laughs> But, I'm thinking, and, right. and we could go into spoilers because we've all seen it. So I, yeah. I don't think it's well. Funny. I so I don't know. Spoiler, spoiler alert! But like killing, killing Snoke, um, ruining, um, ruining uh, Phasma, another another episode. All that stuff is was decisions made right before they started filming. Like they wrote the yeah. screenplay before because they undid a lot of the crap that they set up in seven, and that was uh, mostly like Abrams is doing and things like that. So. Uh, a lot of that stuff is unfortunate because it definitely affects because each director again has their own view for it and uh, the original trilogy were all three directed by different people yeah. so but it's a cohesive story they lose some of that cohesion by wasting characters ruining moments uh just 
having having some fundamental plot issues that made very little sense that didn't carry over from movie to movie because of the shift in directors and the shift in writing. So that's that's my I think that's my I think that's my issue is because when they threw that out that that caused a a fundamental difference in how the 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 trilogies feel because even even the the prequel trilogy has a cohesive story even if it's not amazingly told so um, so you know yeah, what's, or acted, you know what's but... funny is episodes so uh I don't know if you if you know this Tim but um uh Empire and Re- Return of the Jedi were not written by Lucas either no, they were Lawrence Kasdan, which I think Kasdan is writing all of the new trilogy as well yep. with his son. But they also make such sweeping changes right before, like getting rid of Snoke and things like that. Like I, I don't think that was a I, smart idea. I actually <laughs> really liked getting rid of Snoke because I like I like the idea that uh, that Kylo Ren is actually the big the big bad. Rather than yeah, because Snow to be the because guy. emo teenage boys are the big bad of the universe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's where my problem came in. <laughs> yeah, but but why? Yeah. So I guess the the thing is, if you don't kill Snoke, you're just telling the same Star Wars story you already told. But that's because... what Star Wars is. Star Wars is <laughs> yeah. cyclical. So that's, you just yeah, so actual... you literally just want the same three movies over and over and over again? Because that's so what it would have been. Let me, uh, let that's me literally what it would have been. Let me finish my sentence. No, before you cut me off. <laughs> oh, I cut so your mic. What, the 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 idea of the idea of Star Wars in general is that it follows cycles. If you look at the prequel trilogy, it is a cycle. It is the the rise of uh, and fall of evil, much like the original trilogy. And yes, there there are elements of that. But if you look at Lucas's original vision for it, he actually follows a very specific trope in writing that is a cyclical trope where the 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 story arcs and falls in the same kind of way each time but with some different plot elements in it and in this case they're completely remixing it by making by getting rid of the good and keeping by getting rid of like the the obvious good and making everything shades of gray which yes i can agree with it's an interesting and compelling story but it's not a typical Star Wars trilogy, and that's what I'm getting at. Is but that it's, it, it's a break from the norm. And the so. thing is, the thing is, in my opinion, um, that's those three movies. That that story's been told now twice. That mm-hmm. original Star Wars movie has already been told twice. You got six movies, two different trilogies that basically yeah. tell a similar story, and I I really mm-hmm. love the fact that these three movies are now going in a completely different direction. Um, oh, and and because I, I, I love in it my, too. In my opinion, Star mm-hmm. Wars movies essentially—if you just keep telling the same three, the same story, every you know, over and over and over again, and it never progresses, then what's the point? Star Wars is supposed to be a giant universe, and we keep telling the same that's, stupid story. That's stories. why it was supposed to end at nine episodes. Yes, exactly. And that—that's <laughs> Ben we makes a really hit, good point. We haven't hit nine episodes yet, Ben. <laughs> yeah, but we've already flown so far off the rails from that original formula that yeah. it's going to open it up for a tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, yeah. and then for, a thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth, and then from, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's my issue. Disney <laughs> Disney didn't buy it to not make money on it, guys. No, yes, I'm aware but of that. <laughs> this trilogy would have worked just as well if it was a completely separate trilogy without any ties to the original two trilogies. Sure, it would have okay. worked just as well. 
I and mean, they, they didn't do that. They wanted to continue the, the set of trilogies that they had, but they wanted to fly it off the rails. And I'm not one of those that's like, oh, OT's the best and blah, blah, blah. Because I, I like the new films. I love the new films. However, I think they would fit better and fit a better purpose in the overall story of Star Wars as standalone films, I as just, a standalone trilogy. I just hope they kill off Kylo Ren so that we have no more Skywalkers left. God, please. <laughs> I just want to get rid of him. I'm tired of his whiny baby <laughs> attitude. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike, I don't dislike Kylo Ren. Um, he, he's he's an interesting character because he's different for Star Wars, yeah, and I mm-hmm. like that because everything in this new trilogy is so different and such a vast departure that it's not a bad thing because it's good to tell new stories. It's just disappointing because I was hoping for that continue of that that finishing of the cycle. Which we might, which if they kill Kylo Ren, it will be an end of the cycle because they can't make another Skywalker film. Thank God. We hope. <laughs> um, you know what's really, <laughs> what I really find hilarious is that Tim and I were joking about making, about talking about Star Wars. And then and we ended up talking about Star Wars. And then we ended up talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, well, because because I think my, I think my favorite thing about Star Wars um, is the fact that you can... You, a, there's just a billion discussions you can have, and B, if you find people that are reasonable to talk to, like you find gentlemen, it's a huh. fun thing to talk about, you know. So it's for me, it's it's always fun. So I'm sorry, I I get off on tangents really easy, and Star Wars is is my usual tangent. So my bad. No, no, it's fine. Like I I have no problem talking about this stuff. I I I'm not as well versed as you guys when it comes to it, but. I do enjoy talking about it, and maybe I offer a different perspective on the whole thing. Um, but like the idea that there were nine episodes, and then that was going to be it, and I understand why there isn't because there's money, and there's a lot <laughs> of money, and you know. But from an artistic direction, I like the idea of telling the same story from different perspectives in different times with different people, just mm-hmm. to be like, hey, you know, this stuff happens over and over and over, and that's just kind of like human nature. Um, but where was I going with this? I can't remember. Um, (laughs) but the idea that, um, that they are moving beyond that and, and having different ideas. I, I liked the idea of, um, Kylo Ren. Yeah. He's a bad guy. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, and Ray, I I really liked that idea. Like that, that one moment in, in, um, the last Jedi where they're like, let's team up and let's create a new, completely different, idea of what the force is yeah and i really wanted that to happen because i think that that would take the entire universe in a very interesting direction that was definitely not explored before where it's not governed by oh i'm a good guy and i have to do good stuff or i'm a bad guy and i have to do bad stuff it's governed by these people who have very different ideas of how to harness this this uh this force this energy and um then they're just like no, I'm still a bad guy. I, I, I go away, and it's just like, oh well. Yeah, I, I'm hoping. It, I'm hoping in episode nine, there's like some resolution to that because I think that, I mean, obviously episode seven was building on that, and episode eight was building on that. Like, there's yeah. definitely some kind of connection there, and I yeah. really love the idea of like this story resolving as you know, the force is not necessarily a good or an evil thing. It's just a thing, and these yes. characters that are governed by the force have to come to terms with that and you Absolutely. know 
And you know, I think that there's really cool story story points that can be told there. And you know what's interesting about that is that really does fall. That doesn't fall far outside of um, what Star Wars was saying to begin with. Since there's a light side, <laughs> the light side and the dark side of the Force. Um, I mean, you, you could arguably say the Force is the Force, and what you do with it makes it light or dark. Um, yes. So well, in I, the expanded universe, the the whole idea of shades of gray was built right in. Like the 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 people, the idea that the people who are the the good Jedi, the good Jedi, aren't always good, and yeah. they make decisions that hurt people, and and they are flawed just like everyone else. And I right. mean the the Sith who are evil, yeah, they do a lot of evil things, but they also will, you know, they have They're feelings kitchens. and emotions. No, right. um, <laughs> soup kitchens, you know, um, yeah, and I, there, there's a lot of talk about balance and all of this other stuff, and the idea of balancing doesn't necessarily mean everybody has to wipe each other out, but just find a, a middle ground, and yeah. I, I like that. There's a, there's a video a long time ago, a couple of years, uh, from Mikey Newman talking about the balance. Um, and the balancing the light and the dark side and all this other stuff. It was very, very interesting. Um, I'll try to find that link. But it's um, it was it was a good talk about, like, well, we can't have the good guys win because then there wouldn't be balance in the Force. Like, right. the good guys and the bad guys either have to win or lose. It's like either mutual destruction or mutual agreement on, you know, how to resolve these differences. It's not mm -hmm. something that you can just... Like, you can't win this battle, because if you win, you still lose, because then there's no balance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm so going to try to find 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've, so, solved, yeah. we've solved Star Wars, guys. This is great. Yep. This is amazing. Yep. Show I over. I will post the <laughs> link in the chat. It's called Mikey Newman Pontifications on the Force. I think I've shared it with both of you in the past because I know you're Star Wars you, guys. I'm pretty but, sure I've, um, I've seen it. I, I think I've you've it probably it. seen it as well. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're not watching Mikey Newman, um, you you really ought to be. He's. I he's haven't seen his fantastic. stuff lately, but I, I know he's that he's a, still a very great. good content. Still great. Yeah. Still the same. Especially the... Uh, um, uh, movies with Mikey. If you're not watching movies with Mikey and you're a movie fan, get off your ass. Um, you you need to be watching movies with Mikey. That's like, I if there's anyone that's giving important film criticism on YouTube, it's Mikey. Um, and I'm not and that's not to take away from other critics, but Mikey, um, Mikey even gets noticed by like you know film directors and stuff. Um, so it's he's well worth checking out. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he, he, uh, anything I've watched by him has been great. Um, anyway, uh, well, I guys, got a new phone. You got a new phone. <laughs> is it I got a new phone. Is it the iPhone XMPLF42356? Yes. What? I don't know. I, uh, the new the, iPhone's got the, uh, some kind of ridiculous name now. Oh. The iPhone XS Max is the one that I have. God. See, yeah, what kind of stupid cool. name See? Is that? I wasn't far off, was I? Nice. XS Max. Yeah, because the XS is uh, uh, an inch smaller, so the Max is the big one. Oh, God. I hate humanity. <laughs> yeah, XS <laughs> oh, Max. Vox will beat me to it. Vox I think it's supposed to be 10. I think it's supposed to be 10S, but yeah. Yeah, isn't it? I mean. 
it, yeah, it sounds like excess. I thought that's what you were talking about initially. <laughs> no, no, they, they actually. I mean, everybody that I know calls it the iPhone X. So, well, no, the iPhone the X was the last one. Yep, and then the XS because they always do like 5S and all that stuff. But oh, it's supposed to be 10, 10S. But no, nope. yeah, whatever. It's a cool phone though. I'm liking it because Samsung has uh, completely turned me off from their phones ever again. So, yeah, I pretty like done with pixel. them. I'm uh hopefully I'm... I never have to purchase a phone again. So, <laughs> yeah, what did you what did you say you had, Ben? I have a Pixel 2. Oh, it's nothing a... fancy, yeah. but That's yeah, I have a Pixel 1. That's this yeah. guy right here. I just don't want to ever buy a phone again. I hate buying phones. Why? I I don't need I don't need processing power anymore. I think phones have evolved to the point where like they can <laughs> handle anything that I throw at them that I need. It's like I can open a website and edit some text files on there it's like that's all i need it's like i don't need a new phone every year i don't under, i don't understand it yeah i don't do because and i'm actually, an old man tim did when was this when was your last upgrade before this no uh, about a year and a half ago to the eight plus so are you are you on the every year or year and a half upgrade cycle is that is that um, I can be if I want. I mean, I, I have the jump program as included in my thing, so every year I can go to the the newest model of phone if I want, and they'll pay off the remaining balance of the phone that I have. That's so wasteful. So, yeah, it is, and I mean, I don't plan on changing this. No, phone no, I, it, I'm not. Uh, I'm not really judging you. Up, I'm just saying in general, like the whole idea where it's just like, hey, just throw your phone in the fucking garbage. We'll get well, you a you, new one. They recycle it. They recycle it, but it's just like you know, it's it's just. Like, you know, it's crazy. Who cares? I agree. It's very, it's very, very wasteful for sure. Yeah, you know, but, um, and and I'm kind of with you, Ben, in in a way with, like, I've had this phone. I guess it'll be two years now in like November, and the only reason I even got a new phone at the time was we switched carriers, mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't take my old phone with me. Um, so I got, you know, we got, I got the pixel. I've been very, very happy with it. Um, and I don't see a reason that when this thing stops working, I I'll, I'll have, sure. I'll get a new phone, but like <laughs> there's no, there's nothing that it can't do. It takes great pictures. It, you know, I, I don't see a reason to upgrade. Um, yeah. Like for, for me, for me, it's not an upgrade. I mean, there's nothing, there's very little they can upgrade on this thing. That's going to make a difference. I mean, a little bit more. Mine supposedly has an optical zoom. All right. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy! Let's just throw this away right now. Let's go. Throw the garbage. <laughs> We're getting a new one. <laughs> I have a I have a Canon DSLR for that. I don't. It's so. got a giant optical zoom. I have two optical zooms for it. What do you need a really, zoom for really these days? Oh, um, like I want to get a DSLR for my my camera. Yeah, DSLRs for, uh, are fun. Streaming. You but know, I'll sell you mine. But yeah, that's, I, that's <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. The thing is, you don't really need a zoom. I mean, zoom with your feet, as they used to say. That's what you do when you have a prime lens. It's you know, mm -hmm. walk a little closer. There's your zoom. <clears throat> Unless you really feel like nope. zooming in on those mountains out there, which always looks great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I took a really cool picture of Mount Rainier. So, you know what? Eat me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that, that episode title is just writing itself here. 
<laughs> I took a picture of Mount Rainier, so eat me. Is that the episode title? No, no, it's going to be Tim <laughs> Tim v. Eric. No, it's... No, I Tim v. Eric. I like a... <laughs> just so you guys know... <laughs> Just, just so you all know, we are friends and we get along really well, but we're Tim, allowed to disagree. Tim is so full of crap. I, we can't I stand am. each other. When we're, <laughs> when we're in the same room, we're in opposite corners. <laughs> Tim, your your Discord keeps like kind of freezing up, and it froze in a really great spot right there. It keeps doing that, yeah. <laughs> it's not doing it on my end, so I think it's on yours. It's only you, though, uh, because Ben... I know. Ben keeps... But my... my I'm, Mine's not doing it. I'm I'm watching Discord yeah. and it's not doing it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's why it's doing that. But Discord's like you're a Discord partner. You get the worst connection. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. So anyway, no, no. Tim, Tim, and I are unfortunately friends. Um, <laughs> yep. Frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> Frenemies. No, 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 no. Not Maybe that's all. the title of the show. Frenemies. <laughs> Frenemies. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards I took a picture of Mount Rainier, so eat me. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, too. <laughs> I do like that one. So, all right. Well, I think this is probably as good a place as any yeah. to wrap it up. Yeah, we've kind of run out of steam here. <laughs> we've, we've reached our social interaction quota, as, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> so, Tim, where can folks find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at InsertCoinTim. You can check out the Discord where the ICT community hangs out, discord.gg slash ICT. You can find me on Mixer and Twitch at InsertCoinTheater. And I'm also on YouTube. If you just search for InsertCoinTheater or, or type in YouTube.com slash InsertCoinTheater, D-O-T-C-O-M, because for some reason InsertCoinTheater was taken, you can get to me. <laughs> ben, how about you, man? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube at Ben underscore Burns. That's B-U-R-N-E-S. Alrighty. And you can I can be found on Twitter at ZaxaCMK, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ZaxaCMK, and on YouTube at slash Eric Klein Create. The show is available. Oh, and may I jump in here real quick? Sure, go for it. Ugh. I gotta plug my podcast because if you're looking for something else to listen to, anchor.fm slash ICT. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Also, uh, this show is available on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Our website is mandatorysocial.com. Our streaming overlay was created by Maris Mintrovert Alicky. You can find more of Maris' stuff at marisalicky.bandcamp.com and say hi to Maris in the chat. Although I don't think I saw Mintrovert today. Theme song is Protofunk by Kevin McLeod. You're hearing it right now. Incompetech.com is where you can find that. And the background music, as always, is by Benjamin Burns. Find more at abstractionmusic.com. <laughs> Special robot moves by Insert Coin Tim. <laughs> <laughs>